This just in. You're tuned into Calmon on CliffCentral.com. But as you can hear, um, I guess a pretty weird way to start off a Calmon show without hearing Calmon. Wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. How, wait, first of all, you're not gonna speed past that like you didn't just say what you just said. This is CliffCentral.com. Just treat us with a whole lot of love and care, man. Please do it for the kids. Um, welcome. And it's still, uh, Urban Culture Drive takes over Cowman for pretty much an entire month. That's like four weeks. I don't even know. All I know is like on episode nine right now, but it seems like we've been here forever. Anyway, my name is Lesejo Mapanga, and I will be with you for the next two episodes. And I'm chilling as always with um Craig or Sexy. Lost name for for what when you're sexy, Craig? Yeah. Uh, no, no. This for what? For, for who? who? You understand what I'm saying? For but who? You, you have a lot of energy today, hey? You, it feels like you know you've been pumped up. You're on steroids. Happiness on steroids. What's happening? You know what it is. I think the more you do, the more you can do, and then as soon as like you've done a lot of those things, like every day becomes a happy day. Uh, I think maybe the weather has something to do with it because some people function a lot better when it's colder. You know, yeah, like I'm, me, I study thrive and do the best while it's cold. When it's cold, yeah. I've always preferred the cold more than like summer. Summer, it's hot. It's hot. It's humid. It's uh, everyone's sticky. Like, don't touch me. Yeah, I can't do it. I know, I know, I know. But also, you know, when you think about winter, you always think winter stock. You always think fattening food. Like (laughs) last night, actually, it's partlo for the first time in two years. So it was, it was divine. Were you in the hood yesterday? No, actually, I wasn't. You know, they conveniently sell them at engine garages now. It's the most amazing thing. It's like. For 18 rands, yeah. I get full yeah. versus going to Tash and spending 200 bucks and still leave hungry and still go back to the same garage to get a pie. This is also true. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you know, speaking of pies, right? Everybody's like so over pies. Can I tell you something? That's the one thing that I've never gone. <laughs> like I'm, I'm over Oris. I can't do Oris anymore. Like I overdid it as a kid. Like I can't, I can't. Oris, I can't. And everyone's going on this like craze on Oris. And I'm yeah. like, listen guys, I can't do that. And then, um, black tea. Yeah. That's like poverty tea. I don't care how you're supposed to drink it. I don't do it. It's horrible. But I'm cool with pies. So which, which one's your favorite? Steak and kidney. Always been. You know, you know what I do? Yeah. I do the most, guys. When I'm really hungry and yeah. I'm like, you know, I get one of those fat cooks, those big ones, cut them in half, get yeah. a burger pie. <laughs> 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 I mean, talk about. That is a lot. That meal. is a lot. You no, know, but also I gotta eat a lot. You know, it's just one of those things. Yeah, muscle is boys do. Heavy, heavy meal. It is. It is. But also you just gotta look at it from a point of yeah. But this guy works out every day. He runs every day. He squats every day. So he just has to do the most. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people don't get it. And lately I've also been into cheese grillers. No pun intended. You know? oh. <laughs> Will there ever be a non-spicy urban culture drive in the history of this show? I don't think so. I don't think so. But I mean, who wants to listen to that anyway? Um, yeah, I don't know. For me, I think I've gone over a lot of things. Yeah. And for some reason, right? And I mean, I find I spoke about the artist thing and everybody going over that. But for some reason, the one thing I've never really gone over was like cheap clothes. Cheap clothes. Yeah. I, I struggle. I struggle to spend a lot of money on clothes. On clothes. 
I don't know, but it, it, let's just, it depends on what you mean by cheap clothes. Cause for me, cheap clothes means going to small street for good quality. So for you, it might mean going to, I don't know, uh, Markham or something. You know, you might see that as cheap clothes, but for some of us, like, ah, I actually have cheaper, but better quality, small street, Maraba Small start. street, Maraba start. You know so what like I mean? If, 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 if you're in, um, if you live in Joburg, you'll know what we're talking about. Yeah. It's basically like those informal, um, I want to say informal, but it's like in, deep in the CBD. Straight in the CBD. Where like nobody goes and it's like always crowded though for some reason. And celebrities are there. And you know what's funny? Destiny men actually spoke about small street places to get that have really good quality stuff. Yeah. For absolutely, I mean, yeah, for not really expensive, that are not really expensive. Do you know what I'm going to do with my next paycheck? I think like we need to go on like a shopping spree, specifically, specifically. in small street. Yeah, 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 no, no. You get exactly and what you And they will blog about it and everything. Because, I mean, the point is to look good. I mean, you'll get out of America, you'll get out of an Audi, you'll get out of a Jeep, and you're yeah. like, smalled up, but no one will really realize. I mean, you just combine a couple of things together. At the end of the day, you still look good. You so still feel good. So for me, these are really amazing stories. Uh, and speaking of amazing stories, um, pretty much on the show today, we'll be previewing something called the Urban... Is it the Urban Library? The human library. The human library. How cool is it? Do you ever like wish, like when you were in varsity, right? Instead of studying something, you wish yeah. that, that like somebody would just sit there and tell you about it. Yeah, yes and no. Yes and no? Yes and no. I, I hated reading. I think I like the concept of reading and trying to understand something from my own perspective that other than someone explaining it to me. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I, I just like I would never do one of those voice books, you know, those audio books. Oh, those audio books. I resent them. You know what I mean? I feel like I, I'd rather just read the entire thing than to listen to somebody narrate it to me. I like that when I like it when somebody narrates something to me. Mm-hmm. When like there's a visual effect, mm. like you know, one of those stories or one of those movies that actually have a narrator at the back. Yeah, that's yeah, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. But in terms of reading, Human Library, I don't or like know. National Geographic when they have like lines, like you a narrator at the what back. I'm saying. But I don't know. I just, but I hear, I understand you with the audiobooks because I also feel a little cheated and I feel a little guilty. Yeah, I feel a little guilty personally when I. When I listen to an audio, I feel like I don't absorb the yeah, information you don't absorb as, much. as much. And you're not learning as much of the words or the spelling. You know what I mean? Because I feel like audio, when it comes to, you know, books, when it comes to reading, it mm. also increases your vocab. You know, you can actually remember the word that you struggled with and you mm. just want to find out exactly what's going on with that word. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think so. You know what? I think, well, in about, let's say, six minutes, we're going to find out more about this human library, exactly what it's about. Um, and why we should be interested in it. Um, and I have some really specific story. I mean, some really specific questions about that because I have, you know, I've, I've always wondered, you know, I'd, I'd want to learn more about South Africa, but not for academic purposes, right? Yeah. But just for knowing. But I think it's one of those scenarios where I think I'd want to hear from someone that's been there instead of learning from a book. Cause depending on who wrote the book, the net, the narrative can be very different. Exactly, exactly. But I don't know. I'm very curious about this whole human <laughs> life. Are, 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 are you not buying it? I feel I, 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 no, I, I sense so much skepticism in you. I, I, you know, I just I'm old school like that. I still feel like picking up a book, you know, reading through, you know, just highlighting. You feel like you know, downloading a couple of journals. I'm that kind of old school. Can I ask a question? Do you yeah. think, do you think Candace? Do you think Candace reads? <laughs> We'll I think she pretends to, which is just as cute. <laughs> we'll be back after this. Show me something natural like Emperor, put your pride. Show me something natural, I want. 
the AV on the TED talk. Ay, watch my soul speak. You let the meds talk. Ay, if I kill an um, it won't be the alcohol. Ay, I'm the realest um, after all. Tell them be humble. Hold up, sit hold down. Up, hold up. Still probably one of my favorite tracks of all times. Kendrick Lamar will humble. Um, Craig, when was the first time you heard this track? Uh, I can't remember. I was probably at a party somewhere. You're probably like in groove somewhere. Very, more, very mellow, very chilled. You know, is it? Is there such a thing as a mellow evening and a chilled evening with Craig or Sexy? Yeah, there actually is. There tons, is tons. Too many. Too many. I'm having those, especially seeing that I'm trying to save up on my cost. You know, trying to save up financially. Well, if the one thing that's not mellow or anything like that. It's this. Urban Culture Drive. The Urban Culture Drive takes over Kelman. And just like that, we're back and it is hashtag the Urban Culture Drive. And it's Urban Culture Drive takes over Kelman. It's a takeover, fam. Take over while he's out uh, in the world living his best life. But we're here living our best lives. And just before the break, we spoke about a concept of the human library. And uh Mr. PhD himself, Craig O'Sexy, was not quite sure what that was. Exactly. Surprise. Wow. Mind blown. I'm not supposed to know everything, you know. <laughs> so let's move on to people that do know a lot and almost everything. Hi, how are you? Hi, I'm fine, thanks. And you? 100%. So introduce yourself to the listeners. You are from? I'm from Cape Town. My name is Marty van Skolkweg. Yes. And I'm the director of the Human Library in South Africa. So Marty, you're from the Republic of the Western Cape. <laughs> yes. Because it's joke because we, we do not consider... Western Cape or Cape Town part. It's just a different vibe. It's I a know. different world. Definitely. Things move at a different pace up here. A different pace. We have water. True. Yeah. Western <laughs> so you, Cape. So you're taking a full bath now. Like you're probably showering four, five, ten, eight hours. I, I try and then I feel very guilty and then I, you know, want to walk around watering plants with it. So. So you've been, you've been conditioned. Yes. No. Yeah. It's a good conditioning to have. It's a good conditioning to have. But another good conditioning to have is how to absorb knowledge. Yeah. Explain to myself, um, and Mr. Craig. Yeah. What exactly is a human library? Well, in the most basic terms, a human library is a place where we create a safe space for difficult dialogue. So instead of books, you come to our events and you get the opportunity to speak to a, what we call a human book. Mm -hmm. uh, you sit down for half an hour in a conversation with someone that's willing to tell their life story, usually someone that lives with stereotypes or being stigmatized. Mm -hmm. And then the beautiful part of this dialogue is you're allowed to ask them anything about that topic. The things that we are usually too scared to ask about, the things that's socially unacceptable to ask, our volunteers are willing to you know, break down the taboos of these topics and actually break through these difficult conversations and sit through it. So are those one-on-one -on -one conversations or they group? It's one-on-one -on -one conversation. And what's beautiful about that is it creates that safety for people to not feel judged about the questions that they ask. Yeah. Um, you, there's a mutual respect in that space. Mm. You feel safe to be able to ask it. Mm. And it turns into a conversation. And I think that's where the beauty lies is when that conversation is done, even if you haven't changed your mind about the topic, your opinion, um, the, the, something beautiful happens in that conversational space that you do walk away Challenged and, and thinking about, you know, how you might look at that person or that title the next time you meet someone with it. I can, I can imagine how that can be very relevant. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right now. I'm just trying to think, what are the topics that people often ask about? What are the, like, the common, like, know? what's the top three? Yeah. 
Oh, well, um, you know, those conversation, uh, the, the dinner ruining topics, you know, the politics, religion, okay. sexuality, but we also yeah. have things like, you know, occupation. You, know, you, you get judged for being, you know, I mean, a DJ already. There's yeah. so much stigma. I mean, the lifestyle, whatever. Yeah, very fast, very <laughs> <Yeah>. loud. <laughs> um, some of it's relevant, but some of it is stigmatized. Uh, yeah. we, we get health topics. We also get trauma topics, you know, um, with in South Africa, if you look at our statistics, um, rape, Victims, uh, it's not a conversation we're having enough. We don't know. We're too scared to ask because it's such a sensitive topic. Um, so all topics are relevant. Uh, any anyone, as long as the topic is uh, basically legal and non-harming, mm. yeah. and you feel the moment someone hears that thing about you, they're going to put you into a box, and you pretty much have no chance of proving them wrong. You can, you can be a book in our library. I'm so glad you said legal because the first thing I was going to ask <laughs> is like, get a drug lord <laughs> and be like, listen. So, so What's the supply chain yeah. you know I mean? <laughs> So you want to tell me that Let's say for example It's something like a rape victim You know Someone wants to ask about Like they're doing a study perhaps On you know The effects of rape After this many years Or in relationships Or whatever the case might be Do you Is the person who's being asked I'm assuming the human librarian Have they gone through that entire experience And are willing To expose themselves like that Definitely. So that is our work as the librarians. We, we call them books, the people that's willing to talk about these topics. Our work is to find the right people that has, you, you have to have experience the, the topic that you're talking about yourself. It can't mm. be something you're very passionate about. Mm. It has to be lived experience. Um, but then, yeah, we get the people that has lived through it, has dealt with it, um, that won't be exposed and feel vulnerable going home, feeling raw. Mm. And these people really understand that having this knowledge, uh, answering these difficult questions will give people a better perspective of how we need to deal with this mm. how we need to talk about it the sensitivity around these topics so yes you can literally and i mean you're joking about uh, drug lords but we do have ex-gangsters we've got mm. ex-convicts mm. that's willing to tell you know this is uh, this is how we get involved in these things this is how i broke loose from it so even topics like that um there are people that has broken through that and we need to have these conversations you know my question would be then so obviously um I'm guessing you guys don't overly regulate the content that these guys talk about because it is their lived experience, right? So for me, um, has there ever been a situation? So I, I can, for example, if I were to be a book, right? This human book and you, and I used to be like a drug lord, right? Um, cause usually when you have documentaries, you always see the negative side of being, let's say a drug lord or a gangster, right? Yeah. But surely there must be an upside. No, definitely. And I think that's where, um, the conversation, we do do a bit of training with these guys, not about their content and we don't edit content. We don't tell them, you know, we're pushing this agenda. Yeah. You have to say this. So it has to be authentic, but we do always uh, make sure that the things that they are going to discuss, um, is, is a safe space to work with. Um, they, kn- they know their boundaries, mm. that they're willing to discuss, that they don't bring someone else into the conversation that they're not allowed to do. Mm. So we make sure they do that. But definitely, I think the thing is people need to be honest about, you know, we talk about these topics, but, um, as an example, someone with a disability, um, we always look at it as this victim role or whatever. And mm. then you speak to these people and they give you the other side. Mm. And, or maybe understanding the highs of being part of, uh, a, Drug gang or whatever mm. um, Will make people understand why people get stuck in there And we need to think about how that Influences how we if we want to solve something What is the things we need to be aware of Yeah no, that's 
Quite and how, how, how well has this concept been in Cape Town? Um, we launched in Cape Town at the end of last year. Yeah. Uh, we've had three public events there. Okay. But the concept itself is, is turning 18 this year. It started oh. in Denmark. Oh. So it's been trialed and tested in more than 18, 80 countries across the world. Yeah. And we are, we, we're very proud to say that in those 18 years, um, no book has ever been harmed. Yeah. <laughs> the conversation's gotten heated, <laughs> yeah. but no one has ever thrown a chair at someone else not agreeing with them. Yeah. And I think it's because both people People sign up to that space. You're not getting, um, you can pick the title. No one's telling you you have to listen to this. And, um, that's why people don't find offense. Um, both people know that they are there to have this tough, difficult conversation. And, and so it works. The concept works. Greg, you know what is like, yeah. what's always been one of the questions in my mind that I've always had for a very long time, right? Yeah. Um, I've always thought, and I've sat down and I thought about it, I've always thought that to be, for example, a stripper, would be a very nice second, third stream of income. Um, that, you know, if you didn't like Guruman where like no one knew. Yeah. No, but if you think about it logically, for me, it makes a lot of sense, but it's not exactly the type of conversation you can have with anyone yeah. than a person that's actually been in there. Absolutely. And exactly. that can tell you, yeah, for sure. Or yeah. no. But you know what? I, I, I just, I find that quite interesting because it's such a provocative, you know, controversial topic to ask, you know, being mm. a stripper. And I wonder, I mean, there's human librarians. Would you not say that perhaps the weakness is that maybe there might be, I don't know, subjective, biased or something to, on how they explain these concepts to you? I mean, thinking, if someone, for example, came and uh, asked me about how it's like being gay, I'll give them my version. You know, and there's different, so how do you guys deal with that? I think that's why they, that's why we call it the human library and, yeah. and the mm. concept of a library is, you know, when you walk in and you want to take out a topic on, say, sexuality, you will find a whole range of books. Yes. And each one of those are just one perspective. It's just your story. So our books are encouraged to reinforce that while they're talking to someone to use the language of this is my experience, um, to not give advice and just say, you know, yeah. this helped me. Um, and that's why we encourage people and that's why we encourage to find more books about the same topics is to say, don't just read one of our books on this topic. Go and explore two or three of them and see how even when you have challenged one idea around that, how you should always consider that each story is different, the context is different, how they got there is different. And that's why the library concept just works. Um, yeah. You know, it's the uniqueness of each book. You know, I've always been pissed off at myself a lot um, in that... I know so much stuff, right? But I know so little about South African history. And I think it's probably one of those platforms because it's been, it's been very, it's been a, a political hot potato right now yeah. to say that why is it that we'd never push South African content? And in my mind, the best way to push South African content is through South Africans. So for example, would you have like a person from like the national party who is like staunch racist and be like, so guys, during apartheid, this as a Pacific government, this was our rationale towards apartheid. So what we do is we challenge stereotypes. Uh, yeah. We don't enforce them. So we will find someone from a historical point of view yeah. that is willing to explain that space, but also allows the person asking them questions to understand where they are coming yes. from. Yeah. So we won't find the racist. We will find the person that has been enlightened on the topic, but uh. still, but still carries the value of, you know, why it is difficult and why some people might still be struggling with racism. Um, give a bit of context, but they mm. will themselves, because racism is, is, um, it's not a non-harming topic, so yeah. we won't have someone like that. So it's finding yeah. those right people to still have the topic that's necessary. Um, I mean, we have so many things. Fees must fall, uh, yeah. the, the yeah. land topics, all yeah. of that. And we want people on both of those topics, but they both have to be the people, the right people to have those conversations. People that is 
in the experience of it. So it's not someone that's just, you know, want to take up this course. Yeah. They have to be in it. They have to be affected by it. Um, but they are still the right person to maintain that conversation, be respectful throughout it, and consider where it's coming from. So put yeah. this, um, visualize this for me in my mind, right? So you guys are opening up uh, the Human Library in Joburg, right? Yes. Is it one of those like pop up? Uh, situations where you hear then there then there or are you guys in a set place and if you're in a set place was already in my mind i'm seeing the set building right with like many with like many uh cubicles, cubicles like, like in prison where you have those two-way because yeah. that's, like, that's what i'm picturing in my mind now and then the guys yeah. just go back and forth or is it something different I mean, if someone wants to sponsor us a building, that's fantastic, and we'll bring you in on the the layout design. Yeah. Um, but no, it is kind of a pop up setup. I mean, we're very lucky now. This Friday, we're launching in collaboration with the SACAP event. Yeah. This is mm. South African College of Applied Psychology is hosting this two day event. So on Friday between eleven and three, yeah. we will be part of their events at uh, at their campus. Okay. And uh, what's nice about that is because their concept is or, or their approach this year is about um, creating change and ab- about dialogue. The partnerships align. Yeah. Um, we do host events on our own, and I mean, in Cape Town, we literally popped up one day in the Helderberg in a little mm. theatre yeah. space, um, g- taking it out into the communities. Uh, we can we have corporates approaching us, organisations approaching us, saying we want to do this in partnership. Mm. And um, so, hopefully, one day you'll be walking down Cresta Mall, and there'll be a little human library there. running down the land, and we'll be inviting people as walk-ins. So it literally can be scalable. It yeah. can be there'll always at least be five titles in our library for diversity. And, and do people actually have to pay? For this kind of services How does it actually work So The human library Is always free And accessible The only time um, We have paid events Is with corporates Where yeah. they, they Where they bring us in For the day <sighs> And we have to Selfish Greedy <laughs> Castleless <laughs> Corporates Someone has to Pay for the petrol To get yeah. our books there you Yeah, know, so, yeah um, True, true but, yeah. Uh, but yeah What we what we hope to do Is eventually Actually have some of these Depots We call them depots Whenever yeah. we have a spot Pop up Someone that's Finding these books mm. To have these depots In any Area, you know, to actually bring it into neighborhoods, to have yeah. schools hosting these things, universities saying we want to have our own depot on campus. Yes. Yeah. And we want to do this once a month. Um, so, yeah, no, that is that's scalable and it's pop up. And, and, and I don't see why not because, I mean, Craig's actually a lecturer. Yeah. And in my mind, don't I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and in my mind, something like this would work. Phenomenally amazing in, 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 in a varsity Especially in previously Disadvantaged areas Like in remote areas Like Haragos Or Shanguva I can actually see you guys You know Medunsa Medunsa You know yeah. Just having one of those Pop-up human libraries And being And interacting with the students And you know Trying to encourage them Especially with like Very difficult concepts You know Yeah definitely And I think what's beautiful If we, we, we have students Running this yeah. Is they bring a different angle You know There's a, to- a few topics When we started uh, Finding our books uh, We went out And, and even w- We had to challenge ourselves about you know we are doing this within our circle of understanding or our social structures are we approaching everyone and that's why we mm. want to take it into educational service mm. we have people from different backgrounds getting together bringing different angles into the library yeah. um, keeping it relevant to South Africa and to the community that they're serving the library in so if somebody wants to be a book how do they reach out well, I think the easiest way is social media, so they can find us on Facebook. Currently, it's still Human Library Cape Town, but we okay. are changing it to South Africa. Yeah. Um, you see, I told you that Cape Town <laughs> was its own country. <laughs> this is exactly oh, what right. I meant. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. but you're changing to South Africa now. Yes, yeah. Okay, that's yeah, a lot better. Yeah, so they can find us on social media. They can find us on, on our website, uh, yeah. humanlibrarycapetown.org. Yeah. Um, and, and on Twitter. And if they want to find out about the event happening in, in Johannesburg this week, mm. they can find the Festival of Learning. The tickets are on web tickets. So in this case, 
um, it, the, if to access the human library, they will have to enter the festival of learning. Yes, yes, um, yes. But yeah, so that information, we were on social media, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram. So, yeah. and yeah, they can phone me directly. Yeah. Um, if I can give out my number, that Go is 082 and and yeah, let's get let's connect. Let's. Uh, I, I would love to be surprised by the topics we find. Yeah. Um, we haven't had anyone that I had to kind of say. I'm, I'm really sorry, we can't well, have that in our library. So I the challenge you. is open there, guys. I well, think it's time to, to surprise. Me. <laughs> and and then what are the like weirdest or bizarre things to have happened while these things are running? I mean, yeah. I can imagine they involve a lot of human beings, a lot of characters and so forth. What are the challenges and most bizarre thing that you know you come across every now and again? I think that's the beauty of it. Um, because people sign up for this space, yeah. um, be, uh, the, the most bizarre thing is actually just how it just works. Oh, okay. That is the most bizarre thing. Uh, people are shocked. I mean, we have some titles and people have this picture of who they are and what they should look like. And mm. the book walks out and they're like, that's not the kind of picture. I, ha- <laughs> I think you've got the wrong guy here, you know. Uh, so there are moments like that. Um, but people just walking out after the second or third session going, you know, my mind was blown by this guy. Giving me a philosophical answer about my life that's living on the streets. We've got Bulelani in Stellenbosch that is this absolute beautiful prophet figure. Mm. And um, people walking in there obviously thinking they're going to talk to him about um, a specific topic, the, the struggles of living on the street. Mm. And they walk out going, I did not see that coming. Yeah. And mm. I think that's a beauty. Mm. Um, shock value so far, not not there yet. Yeah. Um, mm. But like I said, you know, South Africa, yeah. we always do. I mean, But we, you are coming to Joburg and you will. <laughs> yeah, listen. Yeah, listen. Sometimes I wish I moved to Cape Town. You know? Sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> You know, I, I do find the concept, um, crazy. So essentially what we're doing is that, so first we had reading, right? And then we had audiobooks, right? And now we have the human library, which in essence is the audio with the physical representation, right? Where do you guys see, in terms of the innovations, but in terms of, yeah, in terms of innovation, where do you guys seeing this evolving to? What's the next dimension? I, I don't know necessarily if we were thinking about a further dimension because what makes the library discussion or the dialogue so special and why mm, it works is mm. um, the person engaging with this title mm. have the opportunity to ask the questions they want to know. You know, some people come there because they don't agree with the topic. Some mm. people come because they're curious. They have no idea what it's about. Other people come become um, come to read because you know they've actually they can associate with the topic. They they just want to know how someone else is living with it. But now. Um, each person, when, when you're reading a book mm. uh, and you have a question, you don't have the opportunity to ask that. Now, with a human yeah. book, mm. you can actually ask the question, but you can also give the context of why you're asking it. And that that is something you don't find in a book or an yeah. audio book. That conversation that turns into dialogue, that turns into um, this organic space of information sharing and then building the social cohesion about, you know, I'm sharing the space with this person. This, yeah. Is, yeah. Um, this is why it's, it's so intricate. This is why we shouldn't be putting people in boxes because... I might not agree with this topic, but there's seven other things that we actually have in common mm. that I wouldn't have known if we didn't sit in conversation. So maybe I think the this, the thing would be to look forward into just uh, making it more accessible. That that's the innovation part for us now. Is yeah. And there have been any like notable characters coming through, like a politician or a scientist or you like know, any, you know, a celebrity who has been a part of you know part of the human library or is still you know because if you come to Joburg, there's going to be a ton. Of, 
a lot of them. And I'm looking forward to that because the thing is, we don't promote them as that. Um, people yeah. always go, it was very interesting. In Cape Town, we had someone mm. going, you know, we've got this professor talking about being colored in South Africa. You should get him as a book. I'm like, but, but you're colored. Um, why do you feel that your, your topic true. is not relevant? This is very true. Yes. And we don't want to hear what the professional opinion about it is. Yeah. I want to know what your experience is as this mm. because your experience is as valid yes. as the prof- professor. They might have a different angle on it or a better understanding. Yeah. But I'm going to mingle with you in the queue at the restaurant or, or whatever. A, or at the bride. But yeah. everybody, in essence, wants the subjective view. Yes. Because yeah. the subjective view, depending on what agenda you're coming in yes. with, that subjective view will give you um, a, a rationale to that one topic. Mm-hmm. But you're right, because when some, when things are objective inverted commas or politically correct, they very quickly get boring. Yeah. Yes. Like I wish before I studied, you know, before I studied engineering, I wish I had spoken to an engineer. So I'm an engineer now, and if somebody comes to me and says, "Hey, listen, I'm a trick. I want to study engineering," I'll be your first human library to be like, "Listen, engineering sucks. <laughs> There's no money in it. Like, run for the hills. It's not worth the effort. It's too like, much mathematics. It's, it's too, like, and it's just not worth it." You know, I, I, I don't believe that like the smarter you are, like the brighter your future will be. Like you could just, I, I know some engineers that are very miserable. Yeah. yeah and nobody true. ever tells you that, but nobody ever tells you that because that's a subjective view. Yes. Yeah. That you're not going to get out of a textbook. Yes. I'm starting to catch on. Uh, true. Yeah. True. I, I like the concept I, I, of humans explaining, you know, from their experience. I like that. Yeah. And I think what would be important is to then have maybe an engineer that absolutely loves their, their job and feels completely passionate about it. Mm. And feel frustrated that every time someone hears they're, they're an engineer, they go, oh, boring guy or whatever. Yeah. And, um, and to have you both there and fill that space and go, well, you know, what's the interaction? Maybe find out what's reasoning. Mm. But that's for the personal kind of that personal space to develop. So when you guys have this event um in Joburg, which 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 human libraries um are you gonna have? So some what of our topics, yeah. yeah. So some of our titles are um it's actually been fascinating. Uh we've got a guy talking about being a male rape survivor, which we don't talk about and the statistics yeah. are forty four percent. Forty four percent. You know, I had a shock. I I, I realised how um, closed off I am to ab- about that topic We've got yeah. the Me Too campaign We've got the Men Are Trash campaigns Running out there Men And yet Like that Yeah And there's mm. a 44% rape survivor yeah. statistic Why mm. are we not talking mm. about this um, We've got someone that is um, obese Willing yeah. to talk about why she is that size um, mm-hmm. She's also a, a single mom of a black child She's yeah. white uh, We've got uh, someone with cerebral palsy mm. We've got uh, people that was in abusive relationships And saw later how Staying in that space turned them into an abuser and are willing to say, you know, yeah. I realized that I've, I became just as volatile as my words. My children were, was exposed to this. Yeah. We've got addicts. We've got, um, we, we've got a gay gym guy that's been in a domestic violence because uh, that's another thing, you know, we, we, we stop at the, the, the homosexuality or, or any of the yeah. sexuality topics, mm. but you know, we, and then we go on to domestic violence in, in some other kind of, World, we move into the space where that doesn't happen yeah. in maybe same sex uh, relationships. Yeah. We're not talking about it because we we usually stop before that. Yeah, um, yeah. So we've we've got that. We've got a lady that uh, had a miscarriage, a uh, widow. Um, oh. So we've got some some interesting people willing to take this space. Someone with lupus, which yeah. is a health condition yeah, a lot yeah, of few people yeah, know yeah, about. Yeah, you know, funny enough, myself and Craig were actually yeah. debating. I think this week. About the fact that in abusive relationships, right? The one that we see everywhere, social media, TV, everywhere, it's always male and female. Yes. Yeah. But in a gay relationship. We're hardly ever. 
you never yeah. And we literally had an argument to say Does it exist, doesn't it exist, and how big is it Yes, yeah So I think I think you and I need to go to that Yeah To yeah. that, to that to, well, to that one book library <laughs> And it's amazing that, yeah. I mean, on that topic, I mean, in Cape Town, we, we, we've got a lesbian that was in yes. a domain. Uh, and it's so funny that that is some of our first books that stood up and said, yes. you know, um, we realize our one topic is already a relevant topic for the library, yeah. but we want to push it further and we want to get this out on the table so that yeah. people understand. Um, and people that's in that situation understand we need to talk about it. Do you think that perhaps it's uh, somehow therapeutic for the librarians to do this? I mean, to... You know what I mean? I feel Def- like it, no, yeah. definitely. I mean, mm. for years now, storytelling has been proven to, to be part of a healing process. So obviously, the books that we have has already dealt with a lot of these processes so that they are fine to sit in that conversation and not get emotional. Um, but to see even with our books that we have that has been through three or four reading sessions now, mm. to hear how they talk differently about their own topics. And some of them actually saying... I don't almost relate to some of my topics anymore. I actually feel like I want to move past them now. Yeah. Um, it, it's amazing to see how that therapeutic kind of element comes through and, and how that being able to talk about this openly opens up a space for healing of, of otherwise topics that we, we don't talk about. And yeah. or we have to book a session and, um, and I hope through therapy, if no one finds out, you know, yeah. um, yeah, that that might help. So this is definitely worth moving forward in a bigger, do you know what I find what, what I think would be really interesting, right? Yeah. Like if you were to go to like a corporate, okay, and within the corporate you find these books, and then you have that event yeah. in the corporate, because mm-hmm. now what you're doing is you have a colleague that will like look at the book title uh, written, um, gay on gay, um, violence, yeah. you, know, you know, whatever, and then they walk in and it's actually their colleague. Definitely. So, um, two, two parts that we are going to focus on, you know, um, paying for those bills. Yeah. When we go, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, we understand. We understand. Completely. Yeah. When we go into the corporates will be one or two aspects. Either we bring the library to them because it's a bit safer, you know, you still yeah. have to share that space the next day yes. with your colleagues and mm. you don't know what's going to come out. So a lot of people won't sign up for that. Mm. Um, but we will bring in the kind of relevant titles and maybe the next day HR might be relooking how they're working with the disability, yeah. um, stuff, how we, how we're talking about sexuality and those things um, but also then eventually to say corporates well let's host a workshop let's mm. go in and we work with your team how to keep it safe mm. how to cre- get the correct framework and maybe just talk about the titles we have in the office space and see how you know how different it is for a CEO or the marketing manager and those mm. teams how we look at each other and if if having an open discussion might, might not open new ways of working yeah. together you okay. know I think it's probably one of the first times I'm actually jealous there's oh. something started in Cape Town, then came to Georgia. Ah, no, no. But they've always had the beautiful view in the sea. Yeah, that's, but that's what I'm so saying. They have a little too much. You can't have it all. So now, but they're coming to Joburg, so at least yes. you know. Yes, and I, I was originally from Joburg, so I went down there, got some, um, in mountain inspiration to, yeah, you know, and now you bring now it, bring back, it home. back home. Yeah. So is this what you do full time, or is there anything else that you do on the side? Um, so if I could, this would be my only job. Currently, I'm also a freelance graphic designer. Stigmas yeah. attached to that as well. I know. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, so I've never grown up, and you know, I'm just drawing pictures most of the day. Yeah. Um, so so that's currently kind of also helping us to sustain just the passion and the movement until we can get it fully running and supported by, by organizations. You know, I think it's a Fantastic idea. When I first heard of it, I'm not gonna lie, I, I, I had 
My doubts as well. Yeah, I had so many question marks. Yeah. But now that you've explained the way that you have, it, it's so relevant. Mm-hmm. But I think especially it's so relevant in South Africa in 2018. Yeah. Yes. I think there's a lot of uncomfortable conversations that we're not having. There's so many uncomfortable conversations I've had with colleagues who ask almost half questions because they don't ask the full <laughs> questions. Yes. Um, and I think this is probably the perfect time and the perfect place to have it. So one more time, I want you to let us know. So the event today, where and when is it happening? Yes. Um, what time, uh, and how can people reach you? Yeah. So the event in Joburg, if they want to attend this upcoming Friday event, it's part of the Seika Festival of Learning. So the Seika Festival of Learning is already on, they start on Thursday. Mm. Um, and you can buy tickets on web tickets for that. Uh, we'll be on the Friday part of the, the event that they're hosting from 11 to 3 mm. at the SACAP campus. Mm-hmm. And then to reach out to us, that you can find us on social media as Human Library Cape Town. Yes. You can email me at Madi, M-A-D-I, yeah. dot Skolkvik, oh, sorry guys, <laughs> S-C-H-A-L-K-W-Y-K at humanlibrary.org. And you can phone me on 082-926-1012. Well, you know, Marty, what's so great about this is that this is a podcast. So even if they don't get it, they can always rewind. They can always and rewind. Get it right. Redownload. <laughs> and redownload. Yeah, no. But from our side, I think it's a fantastic initiative. I think myself and Craig are just going to make an effort to come through. Yeah, no, it's And quite see how it is with the rest of the team. So I want to say thank you to you. Um, and especially thank you for the first time ever in my life. Uh, educating, schooling us. Yeah. The way educating you did. and schooling us the way that you did. Oh. I think you've been, I think you're just fat for what you're doing. Yeah. And oh. we applaud you. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, it's lovely meeting people that gets excited about yeah. this, that gets it. And, um, yeah, let's, let's take these conversations into one on one. Let's get off the media pages for this and, and start talking. 100%. So that's Marty from, um, the Human Library. The Human Library. It sounds That's so, it sounds so feng shui. Anyway, we'll be back right after this on hashtag Urban Culture Drive takes over Kelman. Urban Culture Drive. The Drive. Urban Culture Drive takes over Kelman. And just like that, you're still tuned in to the hashtag the Urban Culture Drive as we take over Area Kelman. Now, oh, I don't think I've learned so much and ever since I was done with that horrible um evil place called university I don't think I've ever learned that much but I want to find out actually let's hear from like different people like I want to find out producer Pelissa I'm a gash I'm a gash I'm a gash I'm a gash tell me something mm. if you were to be a human library what would be the title of your book Hmm. Like, what's that one unique thing that you know you've lived through that nobody else can tell you about because hmm. you had that experience yourself hmm. firsthand? In my mind, I'd be like, Bad Bad, Volume 1. It's, it's very long, though. It's like... Let me tell you. I think I have it as a as a status as well. Oof! Hmm. So you've been thinking about this. I think, I think we should like enter you as like the next book. Probably. Probably? Probably. It says the... Sh- wait, 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 mm. wait, wait. The things we fear the most have already happened to us. <sighs> Done. So anything that... The worst thing you can think of, it's already happened to you. You've been broke. You've failed. You've been heartbroken. Yeah. You've been jobless. You've seen the flames of your life. You've, you've been, been hungry. Hurt. You've lost people. Yeah. So anything that you you encounter. Yeah. You've been through it. 
That's actually very beautiful. That's a very poetic title. That's what I live by. You see, it's like one day when I'm like so a proper person. I really want, when I'm a real person, I, I want to be like you. I know, hey. Shh. Look at me, perfect. I'm, I'm <laughs> over your voice even. I'm going to switch off my mic. So let me find out from probably the best voice on radio. What's up, Mr. J. Obizzle? Yeah, boy. Um, so if you were a human library, what would be the name of your book? What's the one thing that you've lived through that nobody else um, has a unique perspective like you do? I, I, mm, it's a tricky one, right? It's a tricky one. But you know what comes to the top of my, you know, like when you do, when you do word association, you yeah. mention something and the first thing that comes to your mind? Yeah. When you ask me that question, the first thing that comes to mind is patience. Patience? Patience. Like I believe I've been through a whole lot of shit. Yeah. A whole lot of things. Uh. And the only thing that made me achieve even my current situation mm. it's patience. I strongly like I strongly, strongly, strongly believe in patience and I can say a whole lot of things about it. From adversities, from uh triumphs, from like yeah, patience. I don't know I don't know how to title that, but yeah, patience. You know, if, 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 I don't know what my book would be, but I know that if Craig or Sexy had a book or Candace had a book, I mean, those things must be really spicy. Can you imagine? Dude, the content in that book. The content in that, I wouldn't even, like, it would, it would be like an encyclopedia. Remember those old school encyclopedias? The big ones. Big ones. Like an atlas even. Yeah, it had too much information. Have you ever, like, is there ever such a thing as too much information? But I mean, let's find out from the from the man himself, uh, Mr. Craig or Sexy. If you were a human library, yeah, what would the name of your title? What would be the title? Ooh, what would be the title of your book? Sexy lectures on fleek. Lectures can be sexy; they're not boring. I would actually take that idea that you have of how yeah. boring and how narcissistic and how. Horrible lectures are And give it a spin I mean What lecture do you know That has 20,000 followers Is currently pursuing his PhD Hey Currently on radio uh-huh. And pursuing his own business Thank you None other than Craig Thanks What's your boy say Huh On that note You see lecturers They have that thing They have of, that of, thing of, So he just made So the title of uh, My book Yeah Would be this Comfort and struggle this comfort and struggle. Yeah. So I want to have another one, right? True. Let's hear. And I want us to play now as, as a team, as a group, right? Okay. Real quick, quick play. Fast, no more than five seconds, right? Yeah. If Candace were to have a book. Yeah. What would be the name of the book? Slay Queen with Brains. <laughs> yeah. Slay Queen with Brains. Yes. Slay Queen with Brains. Spice's Life. Spice's Life. Producer Pelissa. Slay Queen CEO. Say hey, hey! Listen. Actually, actually, that kind of reminds me of something. Yeah. And we never digging on this whole, uh, you know, profession and everything. Are we going in now? Okay, cool. We're already in. All right. Uh, Liz, we played this game yesterday. It's called Smash or Marry, but based on profession. So I'm gonna mention a few titles, and you tell me whether you'd smash or marry. Okay. So obviously, me and Job are playing, right? Uh, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. Fine, Job. Okay. Fine, Job. Let's go play again. Okay. First one, Liz. Ness. What? A nurse. 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 Yeah, but nurses are sexy. Smash. Okay. 
Job, uh, engineer. Smash or Mary? Mary. Okay. You have to marry an engineer, come on. Interior architect, Les. Interior architect. Oh, they're finicky and like they're artistic, so I just smash. I can't, I can't deal with that for a long period of time. Yeah. Okay, uh, Job, a uh, human librarian. Yo, oh, de- depending on the book, it depends on the book. Depending uh, uh, on the book, because human it's it's it's, it's broad. There's but think of the concept of someone being able to. So, mm, Mary. Okay, fine. Last one, last round. Yeah, Les, psychologist. Psychol, I would marry a psychologist. Yes, yes. We would have very deep. Like the pillow talk would be so. Pillow talk would be so lit. Mm. So right. lit. Job, hairstylist. Smash. Okay, gotcha. I also can't take hairstyles seriously. But anyway, from things that I can't take seriously to things that I do take seriously, if it's this man, Kendrick Lamar, gotta take that man seriously. And if it's another thing that you gotta take seriously, it's pride. But listen, we're not playing that because Job is like, this is not your show. Listen. <laughs> Cliffcentral.com.